Hello and welcome to DFS Coach Talk. I am Joe Sarvati, affectionately known as Coach, and I am here to discuss a very good eight-game NBA slate for this Sunday. Uh, we will be uh, playing the one-game uh, early game by itself, which is Milwaukee-Brooklyn, and then we'll have our main slate, uh, the seven games that start this evening at 7.30 p.m. Eastern. So I will review all eight games in this podcast, go over uh, some of this early news, and as always, you know, stay in touch as the day goes on, uh, you know, hopefully jump in our Discord with us, and we'll be updating uh, all the news as it drops. And that is a key factor, is staying up to date on all that news. Uh, great night last night. We uh really hammered away at the NBA with some main slate and after hours uh, victories. So that was great for the Coach Talk community. A lot of fun, a lot of uh, camaraderie there. So that is great to see. And we're, we're calling today a sweep and secure the bag Sunday. So we're looking for the weekend sweep. We want to uh, take some stuff down uh, today as well. So we are going to get after it, but appreciate you tuning in here on this Sunday. It's actually a rainy, cloudy Sunday in Dallas, which is unusual, uh, but uh, it is going to be a sunny one here for DFS as we uh, go over a slate that I think is is really solid. I think there's some good games that we can attack here, and there's definitely some fades uh, that we can run away from that will be fairly popular. So excited about that. Uh, as well. If you want to join uh, at DFS Coach Talk, very simply go to dfscoachtalk.com. There's all uh, several different memberships that you can get there. Uh, we have as little as a three-day pass. It's a trial pass for $10, and you can jump in and, you know, dip your toe in the water. We had a couple of uh, awesome new members uh, that jumped in yesterday, and they both hit really well, so that was a great way to start with them. Uh, shout out to Longhorns and uh, Hot Dog, too. We got a, a Longhorn and a Hot Dog were basically the two names of the people that jumped in yesterday. I love it. But uh, they both, uh, both were victorious, and we're going to do more of the same today. So let's get into the slate. The first game is uh, against the Brooklyn Nets and the Milwaukee Bucks. So it is a game that sits alone at 3.30 Eastern. Brooklyn's 43-21, and 21, Milwaukee 39-24. and 24. So competitive game there. Uh, we've got Milwaukee, a one-point favorite, and a big, fat 243 over-under. Very solid. Now, does it make any difference that that number is so high? No, because this is going to be our single game by itself. So it is what it is, but it would definitely be a stackable game if it was in the main slate. Um, as far as uh, the statistical analysis here, we've got Brooklyn, the 11th fastest team pace-wise in the league, and Milwaukee second. So pace up even more so for Brooklyn, which is, is definitely uh, something we want to look at. Defensively, Brooklyn's 22nd, Milwaukee is 8th. So a little edge there, certainly, uh, to the Nets. Or, I'm sorry, to the Bucs. Uh, let's talk about who's out and in. 
there's a lot of probables on the slate across the board today. And just, you know, it's starting to become a joke. Like the Lakers have seven guys probable. I mean, really? So uh, I just marked the probable ones as we go through this uh, as the real important players that have missed or been limited and now uh, are going to be back in. And I state that because Giannis is our first example of that. He's probable today. And uh, uh, definitely, I think they sat him yesterday uh, in this last game in order to prepare him uh, for this game against uh, uh, Brooklyn. Or did he sit? Maybe he did play. He was questionable, I think. Uh, so, But he should be geared up and ready to go against Brooklyn. No worries there. DiVincenzo, who definitely missed the last game, he is back in. So the, he'll be added to the mix. And then on the Brooklyn side, the only news is the same as it's been before. Uh, Chioza Claxton and, of course, the beard uh, is still out. So, you know, where do you go in a single game like this with all these studs? You know, the question is, is Kevin Durant going to get full minutes or not? If he does, he certainly can be a target. Uh, if you see uh, that he and Irving are going to split minutes, or split usage a little bit, you know, you may want to go a different captain route. Certainly Durant and Irving are the two guys that you want to roster. Uh, but this, you know, you're going to have to have a couple of value plays to make this lineup work. Uh, you can't certainly play, you know, the, the top three or four guys here with Giannis, Middleton, Holiday, Irving, and Durant. You're going to have to probably pick two of those and then, either uh, fill in with uh, somebody like a Joe Harris, Blake Griffin, somewhat possible. Um, DiVincenzo coming back if he gets full run isn't uh, a bad play in itself. Uh, Landry Shamit's been logging a ton of minutes with the short-handed uh, backcourt. He may be a decent play, but uh, this game's going to be tough. It's definitely going to be a tough early one. Uh, as of right now, I'm leaning a bit towards... Uh, KD, uh, you know, I know that he's going to be guarded by some tough customers, including Giannis, but I just think KD is a little fresher. I think he steps up, and uh, I like him here as probably a captain play. And then the decision will, will come uh, to determine who that second stud is. Makes it tough with Giannis salary-wise. Almost wouldn't mind going with Drew Holiday, believe it or not. Uh, he's sort of a, a secondary option, as is Chris Middleton. And then, uh, you know, for me, a couple of the value guys that I certainly would consider here, uh, as I stated, were Shamit, uh, Harris, and DiVincenzo. So that is about it for that game. Uh, definitely not an easy one. It's not like there's a big stud. It's just everybody's going to take and then uh, fill in from there. There's some big decisions there. You'll see a lot of different uh, builds. So should be a fun game to start the day and a good game to watch as well. All right, we have a seven-game main state, a slate that we get an extra 30 minutes on. 7.30 p.m. Eastern starts this slate. And the first game on the board is the Portland Trailblazers and the Boston Celtics. Portland is 35-28. and 28. Boston is 34-30. and 30. Portland is on the first night of a back-to-back. It's an island game for Boston. Boston is a one-and-a-half-point favorite with a big 232 number. So, you know, 
Very interesting to see what's going to happen here. Um, we've got from pace of play, slightly below average for both uh, at 16 and 18. Defensive efficiency, Portland horrible, 29th. Boston, middle of the pack or so at 13. Uh, the only uh, big piece of news here is Kemba Walker is doubtful. I'm pretty sure he will not suit up. So the question is, can you go back to uh, Jason Tatum in his 60-point real point night from the other day? Uh, very interesting to see. Um, you know, he's going to get Covington defense uh, more than likely. I respect Covington defense and, you know, uh, certainly has to regress some. His salary's high, uh, but, you know, can't blame anybody to want to go with a hot hand. I'm not going to go there. I think that, uh, you know, this is a game where Jalen Brown may be a slightly better player uh, to go with. Uh, also, on the, on the Portland side, I definitely want, I'm going to go with Lillard or McCollum. The question is, who is Marcus Smart going to guard? Right now, I have him on Lillard, so McCollum's going to be my target. McCollum had an absolutely horrible game the last game, and he did cost me big time because it was between him and DeRozan. They were the same salary, and McCollum literally put up 15 fantasy points for the whole game. And the reason being... They, there was a defensive shift, and the tougher defender guarded CJ instead of Lillard, which was shocking to me. So I think that turns around here. I think Smart mainly focuses on Lillard because he did light it up last game, and I think McCollum can take uh, advantage of the Fournier defense. Now, here's the other possibility. If Jalen Brown guards CJ, then the guy that I want to look at is Norman Powell. So I'm going to be studying this game. It's the first game on the slate. We're going to have uh, some coach talks. Some, we're going to have some uh, lineups posted. And it's all going to shuffle based on uh, what I see those assignments being like. It's hard to look back because uh, Fournier's only been with the team so long. So the, the shift is different uh, also with Kemba off the floor. So uh, it's going to be uh, more than likely either McCollum or Powell based on those matchups, and I'll be able to determine that before game one. So, you know, come jump in our Discord, become a member, DFSCoachTalk.com. You know, I wish I could share that and say this is the guy, but I need to see uh, what that information is going to pan out because that that is the key uh, to how this one is going to flow. So want that exposure with this uh, really high-scoring expected game at 232 for the total uh would love to have uh some definitely have some either mccullum or powell uh, on the other side i'm looking more toward jalen brown as my play um, i don't think marcus smart's a bad play either he uh, started off really slow in the in the last game but finished uh very well so i'm gonna fade away from tatum just because of the price and the interior defense not crazy about the bigs here with uh, Nurkic, who crushed it for us, but you know he and Can are splitting with uh, Robert Williams, who's probably going to split a few minutes with Thompson there at the center, just not wanting to go that deep. So definite exposure here, an important game to start the slate, and we'll uh, hone in on those final decisions as time comes.
All right, the second game is the Sacramento Kings against the Dallas Mavericks. We know that uh, the Mavs are coming off a back-to-back with that really exciting game uh, that they pulled out with the three by Dodo in the corner there. Uh, Terrific game, big minutes for everybody that played, so definite concern with Carlisle. But, you know, I would think the Mavs are going to want to dial up their guys because right now, they moved into fifth. They're in, they're tied with the Lakers, but have the the tiebreaker, and Sacramento handed it to Dallas the last time. So, you know, the problem is Sacramento has two of their best three players, in my opinion, out Fox and uh, Mr. Barnes. So, Dallas has a distinct advantage here. Um, I'm I'm concerned about this game. You know, it's a two twenty eight and a half over under so that is good it's a seven point dallas spread we've got uh porzingis remaining out with a hangnail and we've got uh sacramento metu is is also doubtful and we already said barnes and fox uh sacramento is the ninth fastest uh pace team so good pace up again for dallas uh they went with against washington who's the fastest, but uh, Dallas is 26th, so that should slow down some of the play and, again, probably extended play for the bench with Dallas because of the big minutes yesterday and that victory. Defensively, though, it grabs your attention. Sacramento still buried last, and it's not even close. Dallas 18th, so below average. You know, this game is just a, such a mixture of confusion here. The injuries with Sacramento, the back-to-back with Dallas, the fact that, you know, Dallas is tied for fifth. Uh, Sacramento was able to rest yesterday. The spread is is pretty big at seven. I mean, there's so many ways. I would, you could argue the point you can stack this game. You could argue the point you could uh, pass this game. It's that simple. For me, you know, I'm looking... <clears throat> to have a little bit of exposure. Um, Rashawn Holmes, I uh, want to make sure that everything looks good there. He's come back pretty s- strong now. He was on a lim- minutes limit, and he hasn't been pushed really hard minutes-wise. But I do like Holmes in this matchup. I uh, want to make sure he's going to get that 28 to 30 minutes. If he does, uh, he may be my center of choice here against the weak interior of of the Mavericks. Um, Not looking at really digging too deep anywhere else. I think Halliburton is playable. Um, He's going to probably get Josh Richardson defense, which isn't the easiest to beat. However, Richardson played so poorly yesterday, he got played off the floor, and uh, his minutes pretty much went to Hardaway Jr. So, you know, that we got to keep an eye on. So Holmes, possibly Halliburton. On the Dallas side, not going to spend all the way up for Luka here. I think Dallas has the potential, even though it's a back-to-back, uh, to to really hand it back to the Kings. Uh, Dallas is playing more uh, excited basketball. There's more fans there, and it's starting to, you know, get that atmosphere of getting closer to the playoffs. And I just see this as a possible double-digit win for Dallas and not having to extend huge minutes for some of the key players for Dallas. And they are sharing the ball now. Finney Smith chipping in Hardaway. Richardson, you're getting a split with Powell. Uh, Kleba, who hit a bunch of threes yesterday. 
and Stein, but don't want any of those guys. I, I think Dallas does it as a team. Uh, I don't see this one blowing up uh, like the game last night did. Uh, so, you know, probably a little exposure on the Sacramento side. Um, and then on the Dallas side, more likely a fade. Uh, you know, I, Finney Smith is, hard, is hot, but Harkless D is pretty solid. Um, you know, just don't feel comfortable going with, with anybody there, which is somewhat contrarian because I think a lot of people are going to try to attack that 30th-ranked Sacramento defense uh, and possibly overplay uh, some of the Dallas guys. And, you know, don't fall for the trap with Kleba. He's, he does that where he'll hit four, five threes next game, two points. So not, not worth the risk on a main slate with uh, seven other really good games. All right, we go to the next game. It is the another eight o'clock game, the New York Knicks at 35 and 28 at the Houston Rockets, 16 and 48. It's the first of a back-to-back for the Knicks. Not that that matters to Thibodeau very much. Houston, it's the second night of a back-to-back. And uh, strange night last night. Porter got out to the hottest start in the league uh, of anybody and then did nothing. And they just sort of, uh, he just didn't uh, get the minutes or or produce. Knicks are a 10-point favorite. It's only a 216.5 over-under. Again, that combination is always troublesome to DFS players when you have a double-digit spread and then a low over-under. Um, right now, the Knicks, just Mitch Robb is out. Everybody else is, is good to go. Houston has uh, House questionable, and we know that Augustine Nawab and Gordon are still out. Knicks 29th in speed. They're not uh, the slowest anymore. Uh, they've actually moved up a spot, surprisingly. Um, Houston is sixth. Defensively, though, the Knicks are fourth, and Houston 25th. So a mixture of Good D, bad D, fast, slow. Uh, interesting to see how this one will pan out. Um, there are some Knicks that, uh, you know, could step up big here. Uh, Jay Sean Tate's a monster defender, man. He really is. I think he'll guard Barrett, so that crosses Barrett off. Tate's on that small list of five or six guys that I just will not go against uh, under any circumstances. Um Julius Randle is expensive, and he's due for a, a blow-up game. But I don't know if this stays close enough, long enough. And Christian Wood can defend. So, you know, that that's going to be interesting. Um, Nerland's Noel was a sneaky center play for me on the last slate, and he was in the 30s. Uh, he, he got a decent run there. Um, I think he's a, a, an option at a cheap price for center or where you can play two centers, not a second, uh, a bad second option there on uh, Yahoo or DraftKings. Kelly Olenek's been uh, a machine, you know, 40s, 50s. His price is showing it, though. He's starting to gain on Christian Wood, believe it or not. So tough game to call here. <clears throat> What's going to win out? Is the game going to stay close enough? There are game scripts where, this could be a serious, uh, you know, important game on the slate. Or there's game scripts where, you know, it could be uh, a real trap game. Uh, I will consider Porter again just because of his potential. Uh, you know, House being out slows things down a bit. I do I do think Jay Sean Tate, you know, he had a great game. He's had some really good games uh, lately, and he's stepped up uh, quite a bit. 
and he's he's pretty cheap. So I'm gonna consider him. Um, you know, as far as Christian Wood goes, he's in play for me, although his price uh, makes it a little bit tough. And I think Kelio is finally priced out of where I want to take him at, especially with that interior defense from the Knicks. Um, you know, if there's any other news that breaks of Houston being sitting somebody else, which is always possible uh, on the second night of a back-to-back, uh, then possibly Randall would make my lineup. Um, so, you know, I'm going to follow that because that'll be a key pivot for me. Right now, I'm not going to go there if Houston is going to play their full group. Uh, but if there is a change, then he will be uh, one of my options to pay up. All right, we have another 8 o'clock game. We've got a ton of 8 o'clock games. Everything's almost playing at the same time at 8 o'clock, which is uh, unusual. There's that many uh, tipping at the same time. We still have three more 8 o'clock games. <clears throat> the next one is the Philadelphia 76ers, 42 and 21. The Spurs at an even 31 and 31. First night of a back-to-back for both teams. And you've got two guys that play that back-to-back roulette wheel of letting guys sit or not play too many uh, minutes. Doc, of course, uh, does that on occasion and pops the all-time champion of of doing that. So some concern there. Philly's a a six-and-a-half-point favorite. Decent over-under at 221. Uh, You've got Philly the 8th and San Antonio the 15th paced uh, team in the league. So decent speed in this one. The problem is the defense. Philly's 2nd, San Antonio 12th. That is a concern. However, the big news here is uh, DeJounte Murray. He's questionable, and that swings the whole pendulum here because – uh, Murray versus Simmons, awesome defensive matchup. Uh, I think they would eliminate each other for my pull play. But if Murray sits and they already have White out for the season, then it might, you know, it's Patty Mills that probably steps in there and a couple of other guys. But to play Patty against Simmons isn't going to happen for me. But then Simmons becomes in play. And I don't, I'm not the biggest fan of playing Ben Simmons. But if it is Patty Mills and some of their backups to the backups and the game stays within single digits, uh, you know, which it's, you know, six and a half is the the Vegas line, Simmons becomes playable for me. So let's get that Murray news and make that decision. And then as far as uh, the interior, interior, I I love Joel most of the time. Again, though, this is a back-to-back. So is he going to get full run? Jakob Pertles is a defender. He blocks shots, and he's a big, wide body. So, you know, it's not the best matchup for Joel. So I'm not going to spend up there either, especially with, you know, the issue of possibly limiting some of the minutes. Um, You know, and then you've got some tough defenders uh, uh, that can go against DeRozan. They'll throw Danny Green at them. They'll throw uh, Thibel at them. Um, so that that gives me a little concern uh, with DeRozan. Uh, you know, playing, forcing one of the guards in from San Antonio was a value. You know, is that going to be the answer? You're going to get Devin Vassell and guys like that, DeJon, um, Patty Mills, and probably uh, uh, Wa- uh, who is it? Walker, uh, one of the the, the guards for. San Antonio, there's going to be guys that sneak into the mix 
that uh, could be value, but against the Philly D, it's risky. I mean, you can take a a uh, a goose egg on some of these guys, so you got to be careful. But uh, I definitely want to see what the news breaks. Could pay up for Simmons as my point guard today, and uh, after that, maybe look for one other value play depending on the final news. Okay. We got the next one, the Phoenix Suns at 45 and 18, Oklahoma City Thunder 21 and 43, another eight o'clock game. We've got Phoenix favored by 15 and it's, you know, Oklahoma City is finally, you know, those wins that they had, they were like 20 and I think 29 at one point and now they're 21 and 43. So the wheels have finally fallen off. I don't know how they stayed on as long as they did. I mean, they're they're playing literally with a combination of G League and guys that were waived that they just picked up to, to play. And so it's no wonder they're starting to get smashed and the lines in Vegas are saying, you know, enough's enough here. Let's jump this up. So you're going to see high teens numbers when decent teams play against Oklahoma City. Minus 15 is a lot of points. It is somewhat of a trap game for Phoenix, uh, you know, sandwiched between some important games for them. But they're just so much better uh, that it's not even close. Um, Phoenix is 23rd in pace, Oklahoma City 7th. Phoenix is up to 6th defensively. Uh, Oklahoma City is only uh, 21st. So the question is, we have a lot of news yet to break on Oklahoma City. So this game is going to be very, very difficult to give any information on right now because I have two different sources that have Dort, Poku, and even a few other players listed as questionable. And then uh, one source had them as probable. So we need to see who's in, who's out uh, with them because... That obviously dictates uh, who's going to get those minutes. You know, they play. They played uh, Charlie Brown uh, as a starter the last game. So we just need to. You, you really can't play Thunder games until the news comes out because they're such a G, G League summer league kind of of squad at this point. Uh, don't like the Suns here either. I mean, it looks they should blow them out. They should get minutes for a lot of people. I know it's an island game, but you know I don't. I just don't see guys going the the deep minutes. And you know if Dort does play, he'll get some shifts on Booker and probably even Chris Paul. So this this really is a pass game for me until the Oklahoma City news breaks, and then maybe one or even two of the young guys because they're really somewhat blowout proof because it, they know they're getting beat pretty much every game. And when whoever they decide to sit or play, the guys they're playing, it's pretty much regardless of the score, they're going to get a deep run. So that could be a Maladone. It could be a Baisley. You know, it, it, there's several different possibilities there of Poku, Poku uh, suits up. So we'll see. we got to follow that one, stay in touch. All right, we've got uh, the last 8 o'clock game finally. It's Miami and Charlotte. And it's a little bit tricky because it's the second night of a back-to-back for both. Uh, we know LaMelo Ball returned and had a nice little uh, outing for Charlotte. You know, the question will be, what type of minutes is he going to play on a back-to-back? It was a wrist, so his cardio should be fine. Uh, so I think we'll see him in there. 
Devontae Graham is questionable. We know Gordon Hayward's still out. Um, the Heat are 34 and 30, by the way, if I didn't say that. The Hornets are 31 and 32. So important games. Both of them are, are really competing for a playoff spot and seeding and trying to get in that uh, uh, play, play in uh, tournament. Miami is minus six. The over-under is only 212, so that's not good. But, uh, you know, like I said, the Knicks aren't the slowest team in the league anymore. The crown has now been taken on by the Miami Heat. So the Heat playing slowdown, defense type, uh, you know, grind it out, get the victory, keep a team below 100, sort of that playoff mentality starting to build in as they get into these last uh, 10, 11 games of the season. So that definitely scares you uh, as far as, uh, you know, firing guys up from this game. Uh, and it also, the fact that they're both on the second night of a back-to-back is a little concerning. If uh, if Graham sits, though, and I would expect Ball to be on some sort of a minutes restriction, even if it's 25, 28, whatever it is, you know, which does open it up a bit for Terry Rozier, uh, but, you know, he's probably going to get stuck right in uh, the Jimmy Butler jaws right there. So that that makes him a very tough play. Um, you know, we had Miles Bridges sort of went a little bonkers the last game. I don't think he'll find it as easy going against Ariza and Bam uh, and some of those guys. Uh, I do like Bam here, though. That's one guy I'd like to bring up. Um, you know, Charlotte's playing a little smaller with PJ at center, but then they're rotating in Biombo at times, and they're just playing all kinds of different combinations at the big. And Bam's been pretty quiet. His price is neutralized a little bit. Uh, I think he could be a difference maker here uh, to to really get you to, uh, to the number that you need to to get to. So he's he's my key in this game at this moment. Um, and then after that, you know, I'm going to try to definitely catch up on what the news is on on Lamelo here and see what that minutes cap is before I make a decision. Because if he if they say he's not on a restriction or he's going to play over 30, then he's he's in play without without a doubt here. All right, we've got one game left, and it is the late night sweat, the late night hammer, whatever you want to call it. It it starts two hours later at 10 p.m. Eastern. So this will be a game where if you have some exposure, you're going to be excited to get to. If if you pass it and have most of your guys done, then you're not going to look forward to it at all. But I'm going to have a little dip my toe in the water here and have a little exposure because I think this is a decent game. You've got the Raptors at 26 and 38 and the Lakers at 36 and 27. Um, Toronto is on the second night of a back-to-back, but they did rest Kyle Lowry last night. He's expected to play tonight. So that that's a big boost uh, for them having arrested Raptors. Uh, uh, the the best rested Raptor and Lowry. Um, and then you have the Lakers on the first night of a back-to-back. So, you know, LeBron and Davis back in the mix now. How many minutes, you know, what's the minutes limit uh, on LeBron as he's uh, eased back into things? Um, we have to see all of that. You know, they wouldn't have started him playing again if he wasn't really 100%. So I assume he is close to 100%. But we need to read the, the 
minutes restriction, see what the plan is. We'll have plenty of time to adjust. And there's big enough names in this game that, you know, if you do decide you want to go with a LeBron, you can do it. And then if you hear he's on a 20-minute restriction or something, you can always pivot to AD. You got Pascal Siakam on the other side, Van Vliet, Lowry. So, you know, leave yourself. What I'm planning on doing is, is having two guys rostered in this last game and leaving those options open because a lot of people don't pay close enough attention to that or uh, they don't want the stress of worrying about it, so they just don't do it. Or they'll play one of those guys and not have any kind of backup plan uh, if they, they get ruled out or have a minutes restriction. So I'll have a, a high-priced guy and a medium, medium-ish price guy that I'll have all kinds of opportunities to shift and, and uh, you know, change it up. Because really, these two teams, anything's possible. I mean, Van Vliet played great for us last night. You know, he skips right now in with no tag on him. But I've seen Nurse, you know, announce he's resting a guy uh, and, and make that move, too. So, you know, we need the news for both sides. Uh, as of now, though, I do like arrested Kyle Lowry. I think he'll get a full allotment of minutes. And uh, I do respect the Lakers' number one defense, though. Uh, Toronto's 11th in D, so not a game you really want to stack. Uh, 14th and 13th in pace, which, uh, you know, is is just completely average, but not bad. Lakers are favored by seven, but the total is 217.5, which is pretty low. So not a game to stack, like I said. Uh, Trent is probable. He'll, he'll suit up. He missed the last game um, for Toronto, and he's been hot. Boucher and Watson remain out, and uh, Caruso, LeBron are questionable. So we don't even know if LeBron's going to play, so that's massive. Now, he gets listed questionable all the time. But uh, AD and five other Lakers are listed as probable, which is a joke. So, you know, I don't even, I'm not even considering the probables as anything but in. The questionable guys are probably more towards probable. But, of course, we need to see that. If LeBron does sit, then, you know, do you go to Anthony Davis? I think he that would be very logical. Um, it does shift that strategy a little bit, too. But instead of, you know, rostering a LeBron, you roster a Davis along with a Lowry, and you still have lots of ways you can go there. Um, Kim Birch has been fantastic for me every time I've played him. Um, he did seem a little out of gas last night. Uh, really could have used him to push us. We were already in the top five in, in huge tournaments, top seven. But if he could have had a big fourth quarter, even a, a decent fourth quarter, we could have had a few more takedowns. And I don't mean to sound, you know, uh, gluttonous here. I mean, we, we did great. We had lots of top, you know, uh, 0.05, uh, better than 1% finishes. But uh, Birch really just sort of was in neutral in the fourth quarter last night. And again, you know, he went from not playing a ton of minutes to getting waived to getting picked up by Toronto and then starting and playing like 40 minutes. So, uh, you know, I'm, I'm not going to go with Birch tonight as awesome as he's been for me. I think a lot of people will be tempted because uh, of his salary, but I think he's a little tired and, uh, you know, that's a concern for me. And 
that's also why I think AD is definitely uh, potential there. And as far as Drummond goes, you know, all the splitting there, I, I just don't want any part of it. I, I can't stand the whole, you know, Drummond, Harold, Gasol thing. And, you know, if Davis is going to play some five, just not worth it, too risky. Um, so really my, my uh, focus here is Lowry. Siakam, if we get guys from the Lakers rolled out on the other side, uh, I do have uh, some interest in one of the big dogs, either LeBron or AD, all dependent on news there. And so probably two-man two uh, exposure here and set up with the option to make some pivots uh, you know, for the two-hour later game. So should make for an awesome finish to a great slate, uh, you know, there's, as we know, the important thing is to stay in touch with all the news uh, so you know exactly what to pivot to. A lot of those late pivots last night made a big difference for us uh, as we found out guys that were going to start without minutes, restrictions, et cetera, like the Mo Wagners, et cetera, you know, et cetera. So it was a great night. We want to follow it up with even a better night. So we're looking forward to that. If you'd like to join us, at uh, just go to DFSCoachTalk.com can sign up for even our three-day pass for $10. I uh, want to thank our sponsors, Monkey Knife Fight and uh, Super Draft. We also uh, have a really uh, good relationship with prize picks. So all of those uh, bonuses that you can get through Coach Talk are on our website. Uh, just go to our sponsors, uh, partners page. You'll see several of them on there. Feel free to use those codes. It's Coach Talk, uh, all one word, no space for most of them, but you'll see all of them right there uh, on our website if you're looking to try out uh, any of those. And also our betus.com.pa partner, uh, they still are offering uh, a free membership. If you want to uh, bet $149 as a new member at BetUS, go to betus.com.pa, use the promo code Coach Talk. And they'll you'll be able to play the 149 on uh, BetUS with whatever you want to do. You can do NBA props, games, whatever, and you get a free membership for the entire month of May with Coach Talk with that sign up. So take advantage of that uh, before that goes away here this month. Uh, and that is it. Um, if you want to catch us on Twitter, we're all at DFS Coach Talk. I'm at Joe Sarvati, J O E S A R V A D I. Andrew is at Language Olympic, and uh, he'll be back with me tomorrow. Tomorrow's a nice, uh, I believe, eight-game slate with some great, uh, great matchups. So Andrew will be back uh, on the podcast with me uh, tomorrow. So thank you for joining in. Let's finish off a, a hot weekend, and then uh, tomorrow we'll look to crush it in DFS. <laughs>